Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, where we explore the science of happiness and well-being to help coaches and coaching leaders bring out the best in themselves and those they serve. If you're looking for new approaches to serve your clients or looking to create a culture of positivity and well-being in your organization, join me, Mark Mathia, on a journey of discovery and inspiration. In Carol Kaufman's words, Leadership is not a license to do less. It's a responsibility to do more. Leadership is not an opportunity to control. It's a duty to serve. Leadership is not a right to see power fall. It's an obligation to empower others. (laughs) Hi, coaches, coaching leaders. As we know in today's business environment, those we lead must make decisions on the fly. One key area where executives can benefit from coaching is creating space to think clearly. By the way, as coaches, we can benefit from that as well. It's just that simple. But try to recommend space to a hustling executive when the firm is vulnerable. It's often rejected. You see, when triggered, our thinking thrusts itself into the scramble and off to the emotional races we sprint. While we understand that emotions are not destructive because every emotion has a purpose and is helpful for passionate and robust leadership, however, controlling our feelings is necessary to resolve the more complex and multifaceted challenges we all face. Rash reactions to these challenges can lead to poor decisions, while reasoned execution can help organizations succeed. Now, as someone who is in and works with the C-suite, I can assure you that a well-timed pause can help us all regain a proper leadership state of being. As a matter of fact, positive interventions like a pause can help us move from our emotional actions to reasoned execution. Let's get started by talking through three key coaching practices we can employ to help everyone we work with and ourselves as well. Number one is self-awareness. Coaching executives to develop self-awareness is really helpful in helping them to recognize their emotions and how they impact their decision-making. By learning to understand their feelings better, executives can better regulate their behavior. This can create space for clear thinking and reasoned execution. Now, here's my pro tip. Lean in to the Clifton Strength Finders or the Enneagram. I use the IEQ-9. See, both of these tools, when used with intention, can help us become more self-aware. It's a great practice. Number two, gratitude. Practicing gratitude as a positive intervention can benefit us all. This involves taking time each day to reflect on what we're thankful for, whether it's a colleague's support of our actions or a successful project. By focusing on the positive aspects of our work and personal life, we can all experience greater job satisfaction, improved mood, and a more optimistic outlook. You see, I think encouraging gratitude can also foster a culture around us of appreciation and collaboration. Pro tip here, keep a space in your daily planner right next to your to-dos for recognizing things that went right and for which you're grateful. Wins, super performances, movement in the right direction. Hey, whatever it is, write it down and review it before you go to bed at night. Number three, cognitive flexibility. Big word, right? Coaching executives on cognitive flexibility helps them adapt to changing situations. This means that they're better equipped to think outside the box and create innovative solutions to problems that arise. 
Cognitive flexibility also helps executives make more informed decisions by analyzing different perspectives. Here's my pro tip. Besides what I'm going to share next in the five C's, we can practice this by consistently taking a few moments to generate different options. This can be done solo or in a leadership group. Options here help us all to understand and become more mentally flexible. The very act of thinking about options can put leaders in a suitable headspace out of the crazy mind into the rational mind. These psychological interventions allow us to create a more precise space for reasoned decision-making and action. Reducing the number of emotional decisions made under pressure, which helps us in the long term reduce the adverse effects of emotional decisions. It can lead to improved business outcomes, and it doesn't matter whether the crisis is real or in our head. When working with executives, creating space to think is essential to remaining competitive and maintaining momentum. The research and practices focused on self-awareness, mindfulness, and cognitive flexibility can all help leaders navigate the complexities, the work with the appropriate emotions inside, and think clearly when everyone around them is losing their stuff. Creating this clear space can lead to reasoned execution and better decision-making, ultimately benefiting the company's performance and, dare I say, bottom line. Now, executives are expected to lead their organizations with this level of confidence and poise when it comes to crisis. However, even the most seasoned leaders can experience high anxiety, uncertainty, I love the work of David Noble and Carol Kaufman, pioneers in executive coaching, because they've developed a framework known as the five C's, and this helped coaches guide executives through crisis. And if you're a coach who's also a coaching leader, it could help you lead through crisis. The five C's are this, calm, clear, curious, compassionate, and courageous. Let's start with calm. Are you and are they emotionally steady? The first step in coaching executives through a crisis is to help them remain calm. Panic and stress can cloud judgment and lead to irrational decision-making. As a coach, it's important to listen actively, validate emotions, and help the executive ground themselves in the present moment. The next is clear. Can they see clearly through the blizzard that's going all around them? And once calmness has been established, the executive can focus on communicating clearly and concisely with stakeholders. A coach can help executives distill complex information into simple messages that resonate with employees, customers, and shareholders. Curious, are you and are we, are they, sorry, asking the right questions. I love this about curious. In times of crisis, it's essential to remain curious about what caused the situation and what can be done to prevent similar issues. A coach can encourage their executive team to explore different perspectives, challenge assumptions, and seek new information to inform decision-making. Compassion. Now, we can also offer others non-judgmental feedback. This is the best thing about coaching, in my opinion. Crisis situations can affect individual and teams. A coach can help the executive show compassion instead of judgment to those impacted by the crisis, including, you know, whether it's our employees or customers, communities, whatever. Empathy and compassion can build trust and foster a sense of unity during difficult times. And the final one, the fifth one, is 
courageous. Can the leaders stand firm and can we help them stand firm when others are fleeing? Finally, it takes courage to lead through a crisis. A coach can help executives and themselves tap into their inner strength and resilience and encourage them to take bold actions that align with their values and the vision for the future. By coaching executives through crisis using the 5C approach, coaches can help leaders rise to challenge and inspire their teams to weather any storm. My pro tip here is a practice they offered in their book, Real-Time Leadership. This has a leader in times of crisis rank each of the five C's, one through 10, 10 being there at their strongest, one at their weakness. And you rank by how steady we are in each category. Okay, so if 10 is the highest and five is, or and, and one is the weakness, what we do is once we rank all those really quick, we then look at the fives or less, those things that were functioning in five or less and move in that direction. If all are above five, pick the lowest rating and think about an approach using that one. It's just a simple tactic to generate strategy. Okay, you see, more than just a formula. When we use interventions like the five C's, we can move from the emotional scramble to clarity by moving from an amygdala hijack to our logical thinking center. That's the spot we want to lead from and where we want to help others lead from as a trusted coaching partner. Every day is a new day to help ourselves and others show up and lead like champions. But leaders need space to create options, and allowing them to arrive is an enormous task, but well worth the effort. And now it's your turn to get out there and thrive in life. If you've liked what you've learned, would you consider subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review? I'd really appreciate it. And if you have anything you would like addressed, you can reach out to me, Mark Mathia, at mark at markmathia.com. And until next week, I'm cheering for you.